so many times there's this pressure during a bull market, especially to just show good things, to just say good things. You can't say anything bad because then people are going to turn you off. Like there's this dopamine high cycle that has to keep going, keep going, keep going. But now in like the quiet times, you can say, hey, this was hard or I learned this lesson. And that's where I really thrive. Like that's my happy place, which is like being 100 percent as transparent as possible. So that way it can inspire others and people can get a better realistic idea. Like you were saying originally, like you want more women in the space, but it's not a very friendly environment for women. And it's like, why is that? Well, you know, you don't know what to expect. And so then when you get in, you're like, this is horrible. I hate this. I feel so uncomfortable. But what if you knew, like, these are the challenges. This is a hard part for women. These are the kind of things that you're gonna have to go through once we have open, honest conversations like that, it's just better for all of us. Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm a TED philosopher and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's show is Anjali Young of Collabland. I remember when I first entered Web3, every Discord server that I went into had Collabland installed to a point that I thought Collabland was a built-in feature of Discord. So as you can imagine, I was thrilled to get a chance to speak to the co-founder of Collabland, Angela Young. This conversation was super interesting as we talked about building through the bear market and so much more. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So Anjali, you were telling me earlier, first things first, that this is not your first bear market, it's your second bear market. So tell me a little bit about your first bear market. What was it like? What were you doing back then? Um, Abridged is our corporation. Um, we started in 2018, um, incorporated in 2019 with Abridged, but started working on it in spring of 2018 uh, as a social recovery contract wallet. So the idea was, these wallets that we have right now are too difficult. If we wanna get more people into the space, which has really just been the goal from the time uh, I discovered cryptocurrency, um, my husband and I are both co-founders. And so, you know, we've been talking about it and investing in it and using it uh, for years. And so it's like, boy, this is a real opportunity to get everybody in the world together uh, and having the same goals and being able to coordinate together. And what are what is possible here? Number one, global coordination. Number two, and we talked a little bit about this before you turned on the camera, which is like opportunities. You know, we know even in the US 50 years ago, women weren't allowed to apply for credit cards uh, without their husband's consent. All over the world, there are people that are cut out of wealth building um, because of segregation, or oppression or uh, educational opportunities, caste system. I mean, there's so many reasons why we have inequality in terms of being, even if you're ambitious, even if you're smart, even if you have amazing ideas, you don't have those opportunities. And so this world, Ethereum specifically, is like world's computer open for everybody. Everyone can build on it. The opportunity is here. The possibilities are here. This is almost like a digital industrial revolution. And so, and I've never put those words together before. So hopefully I have to vet that later, but it's like, this is an opportunity for there to be like this gold rush of ideas and innovators together, working together for the very first time. So the idea was to get as many people here as possible. And how do we do that? So the first you know, spot that seemed interesting to tackle was like, what if we did a social recovery contract wallet, which is just because you lost your private key doesn't mean it's gone forever. It means you can maybe contact 
X, Y, and Z person. They have each have a small version of your key, and then you'll be able to put it together and maybe, or maybe you have a co-signer on your contract wallet that's somebody else or your parents or someone you trust, like just so that you're not out of luck if you lose your key, because we come from a world of, you know, lost password push the button, lost password, right? So that seemed like an easy, natural first place to kind of solve the problem of uh, crypto onboarding. Well, we started that and there was absolutely no interest in it. And, you know, we talked a little bit about bear market. That was the original bear market for us, which was like, nobody's answering our phone. Nobody wants to use our product. Uh, nobody wants to partner. Um, nobody responds to our emails. Like it was a, is this just, you know, screaming at the sky, seeing if something's going to happen. Uh, and is this even going to, is this even going to continue? Like, are we going to be able to make it at all? Because this feels so hard. And, you know, I bring that up bear market initially, because then when we had the bull market, it, it's not the same experience as someone who's experiencing a bull market for the very first time. Because when you're experiencing it for the very first time, you're just like, oh my God, it's like, you don't even know how to process it. You're like, this is amazing. Like everything's going up constantly. And there's all these new fresh faces here and all these celebrities here and all these brands are here. And it just gets so thrilling and you think this is it, you know, up only. Like you can't even, imagine that there's going to be a time where uh things are going to go down right that's really like peak bull market where you're just like up only the you know telling all your friends and family this is the best thing ever and this is going to be the next wave and we're unstoppable um versus with us with a bridge it was like okay like let's just take it as it comes um you know you don't really enjoy it it's not the same euphoria that everybody else is feeling because you're just like dude, the bear market is brutal. And the bear market, the way I would used to describe it is like a tumbleweed. You know, you're just like in this desert where there's just tumbleweed and there's, you don't see that there's like a, a, a little lake over there or there's a tree forest over there. It's like, you can't even find hope because it's so desolate and down. And that's what makes this bear market very different um, in that, like for me personally, um, I get access to see like brands that are coming in, other people that are building in the space, like there's such a vibrant community around. And I know we'll talk about community a little bit later, but despite the fact that the numbers are down, look, we just had a sale yesterday at Sotheby's for, you know, $5.4 million for that Dimitri Cherniak uh, goose, right? Ringers. Um, three CryptoPunks sold yesterday at Sotheby's and the projected price was like 40 to 60,000. 60,000 was the high and they all exceeded that. Some were over 110,000, some were over 90,000. So it's like, yes, this is a bear market. I know, and it's really hard. It's hitting everybody really hard and all the, every, all the numbers are down and everything is slowing down. However, it's not every bear market people that were here during the bull market stay that conviction does stay you know i just came back from europe um lisbon and prague and being able to be with people you know in real life like i just love being with people and this business can be a little bit 
lonely sometimes, right? So it's like, I love doing podcasts because I love being able to talk to people. Um, and it's so wonderful, especially because in our industry, so many people are off screen. And so at least I can count on the podcasters so I can look at their eyes. It really helps me a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not not so bad. It Yes, it feels bad when it's your first bear market, but coming from the last bear market where who do you even commiserate with? Everyone is just so sad and there's, or just not doing anything or giving up or going back to their old job. Like now you still see people in the space. You, st I still get to see brands coming in. I'm on the Web3 advisory board for Salesforce. And so I get to see a lot of what's happening, what's coming up. It's definitely slowed down, which is to be expected, but Louis Vuitton just had a drop, right? So it's like, we, this wouldn't have happened last time. So let's also kind of temper that. Like, yes, it's bad now, but people aren't giving uh, giving up on this. Um, just like the invention of the internet itself, um, you can't stop people from coming together. It's inevitable. We as humans want to come together and we're gonna use whatever tools we can to come together. Trains, telephone, airplanes, like who cares through the internet, through the history of time and space, human beings are working to be together. That's one thing we can count on. And so having this global currency, being able to have an asset class that can be shared across political borders, it, it's not going anywhere. That's so good to hear, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I think I felt like, I feel like I needed to hear that um, because it is, it is brutal. It is a very difficult time. Um, you know, you mentioned about you know, people not wanting to use your product. So, so when uh, when I first started building the platform, there were so many more communities that were creating content, and I could see that they really needed this uh, this way of like you know documenting all the content that they had, so that new people coming into the space could uh, could join them. But most of them are not even creating content anymore, and it's like the space is a little bit dead. You know, at the moment, we are creating more content around AI because that's something that people have questions about. So it's a one way of kind of like getting through the time. But we've built the foundation. Like we built this platform to be token gated. That was the, that was the idea. It was, it was meant to be for, uh, you know, Web3 communities. Um, now we are having to build entirely new tech. Of course, we keep what we have got, you know, so it, it continues. But Web3 communities are very inactive right now. So we are, we are building entirely new tech while we are running out of money. Uh, you know, we are building completely new tech so that we can attract other communities while we wait for the market to, um, you know, to recover, which is good in the sense that it makes us more resilient. But also, you, you know, it's like from a VC perspective, People are like in a in a sales mode, you know, like they're not in an investment mode. They're like they just want to buy things for cheap. Um, so there is also that. So it's a, it's a very difficult time uh, as an entrepreneur in this space where you have built something that is really for the times when the market is booming and and people are creating a lot of content. Brands are coming into this space. You know, we've been going back and forth with the team behind you know, Starbucks Odyssey program, you know, we, we, we could see how so many ways that they could use the, the platform, but there is not that level of content creation right now happening in the space. So what, what would you say to, um, you know, to somebody like me who is, yeah. Uh, yeah I will you, um, your story 
is the one that is shared amongst founders. Uh, you're not alone. This is a challenge everybody is having right now. And it's really, really hard. Really, the only thing you can do is survive because if you believe in communities, I believe in communities. We saw from this last bull market, um, the amount of onboarding that happened and the, um, you know, just some of the benefits of it. And I do believe that this is going to be the way forward. And so leaning into that is super important and it keeps with uh, Web3 ethos and crypto ethos of like uh, digital ownership and having a voice and uh, egalitarianism, like all of that is so important. Um, but just having to get through it, honestly, it's like just surviving. Like that's all you have to do right now. You don't have to put any more expectations on yourself other than just surviving because it's the people, it's the relationships and the people that were around before the bull market that helped us in the bull market. You know, we were there during the last bear market and we were in relationship with the other people that were also struggling, just like you and I together are talking. Like when the bull market comes again, you're gonna wanna help the people and work with the people that were here during the bear market. And cause there's, you know what happens in a bull market, there's so many new faces. And so what you're talking about with like reputation and identity building, you know, Clubland's also focusing on that. Um, as in terms of what, how do we give value to our members? How do we give value in communities right now? I can't promise you number go up, but what I can promise you is that if you're in this for the long haul, if you believe in this as the future, and I don't think AI is binary from crypto. I think cryptocurrency and blockchain is definitely going to be working hand in hand. hundred percent, yeah. So I think there's always going to be a place for what we do it's not going away but it's like what how can we provide for you now during a bear market it's through reputation like you want to give people connect ability to connect and ability to build that reputation because once the bull market comes around how are you going to stand out of the crowd um and how are you going to know and also for who to work with how do you know who's really here and who has who's not here just for a scam because we know Pump and dumps are rampant in our space. People are here just for money. Um, and there's a difference, right? There's a difference between people like us who are trying to build for a better future for the world compared to people who are just trying to enrich themselves. So this is the time. It's hard. I'm going to tell you, it's really, really hard. I have so much empathy and I feel it myself. Probably that's how I can have the empathy, but it's really hard. Um, and I think for us, it's like, like I said, coming into the bull market, we were all very hesitant because we're like, you know, so we didn't enjoy the bull market maybe as much as everybody else did. But because of that, um, we're like, okay, we can kind of, we just know what we have to do now. It's like you batten down the hatches, you spend less, you optimize more, um, you use whatever resources that you can, you work with others, you know, we've like expanded so that we're working more with others instead of just working on our own, like, you try to get resources from anybody that you can help them barter, right? So it's like, there are different ways that you try to um, get attention in this space and kind of let your voice stand out. And I will say, I got to speak a lot, you know, during during the bull market, people were like, oh, Calablan, what's Calablan, whatever. But it's these times where it's like, I can be more thoughtful about what I'm saying and I can be more vulnerable. Um, and it's really just another opportunity to share this founder journey and this entrepreneurial journey, which I think helps ultimately other women in the space because we so many times there's this pressure during a bull market, especially to just 
show good things, to just say good things. You can't say anything bad because then people are going to turn off, turn you off because everyone just wants good, 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 good. Like there's this dopamine high cycle that has to keep going, keep going, keep going. But now in like the quiet times, you can say, hey, this was hard or this, this was hard or I, le I, I learned this lesson. And that's where I really thrive. Like that's my happy place, which is like being 100% as best I can, I mean, we all have our own limitations, being as transparent as possible to try to share as much about my journey and our journey so that way it can inspire others and people can get a better realistic idea. Because like you were saying originally, like you want more women in the space, but it's not a very friendly environment for women. And it's like, why is that? Well, it's because the expectation, you know, you don't know what to expect. And so then when you get in, you're like, this is horrible. I hate this. I feel so uncomfortable. But what if you knew, like, these are the challenges. This is a hard part for women. These are the kind of things that you're going to have to go through. Once we have open, honest conversations like that, um, it's just better for all of us. So yeah, your original question is how do you get through it together? Mm -hmm. So lean on others, be vulnerable, be 100% yourself. You're an amazing person like just from what i've learned about you before we did our interview or before we started it's like you've you have such a incredible history uh you're so inspiring yourself and you have so much to share like continue doing that i do believe that if we're our job as human beings is to be known and to share our stories and so you know you continue to do that i think that's what we can do is build relationships be vulnerable and share who we are yeah, a hundred percent. So, how do we know that it will come back? You know, like, like because when you are in the depth of it, sometimes it feels yeah. like it's just There's, not gonna. Yeah, and that's a great question, and I appreciate the question. Uh, so, I'm older. I um, am forty nine. So, you know, I'm a lot older, and I, my first job out of college, and I have to say my age, which I don't mind telling everybody my age. I feel like, should I keep saying it? I feel like I almost say it too much. But the reason I bring it up is my first job out of college was at an internet startup. So I graduated from college in 1996. And my very first job was at an internet startup. This is years before Google. And we did search, we were teaching people how to do search on the internet. This was 1996. 1999, 2000, we had the internet.com bomb, which meant everyone left the space. They're like, internet, this is all scammers. That's it. There's no benefit to the internet. I can go shopping in the store. Why do I need to put my credit card online? This is crazy. I'm never going to do this. Like, again, the same way where I have seen that and actually left internet left the internet at that time, stopped working in the internet, went to law school, pursued a different career, actually similar. We have some similar interests. I was doing uh, help for political refugees and women who were in abusive marriages, who were Indian immigrants to America, like marrying an American man. Um, and then when there was abuse happening, how do they get to stay with their kids and stay in the US? Uh, we had a law called Violence Against Women Act, which I used. So. We have a little bit of uh, similarities in that we're interested in women's uh, women's work and what happens with women in the um, health of women, mental health and physical health of women and safety. So kind of shifted to that and wasn't doing Internet anymore. And then it came back. And so it's like I've already seen it like I've already seen that you can't stop people coming together, you know, with Collabland, we created token gating at a time that that concept didn't even exist. Like the idea of having a token and having that token give you access to something was just a, a thought. 
like an experiment. And we had lots of other experiments that we tried before as well that didn't work. So there was no guarantee that token gating would be a primitive, which is you mentioned it even for yourself. And so it's like now we just accept that token gating has always existed, but it hasn't always existed. And so um, this is a new type of relationship. Like we've never seen this type of relationship before, which is like people coming together with a shared asset and having a um, incentive alignment for building up the value of that asset together. We're having a mission that is like you're able to have financial connection to everybody in the world that wasn't possible before because of our governments, right? And our political delineations and every country has its own currency. And like, those were things that were keeping us apart. And so for me, my um, thesis on this is, this is just another way of humans to coordinate, humans to come together, and that's inevitable. Um, is it gonna come back the exact same way that it did in the last bull market? I mean, you know, every time we grow. So it's like the very full first bull market that I had um, privilege of seeing was the uh, tokens. Like it was all these um, ICOs, right? Initial coin offerings. And so that was the first bull market that I got to see. And then it was the NFT market. That's the second bull market I got to see. But now we still see tokens, Pepe, Turbo, whatever. You know, there's still tokens that are coming out. And so it's like, I don't know, I think we get richer, you know, it's like we're this tiny little island and now we're like adding on more land, more land, more land. And so the next time it's going to be even richer. We're offering more. And so I don't think I don't think you should worry about that as far as it's not going to come back. It's going to come back. I can't tell you when it's going to come back, but you can't stop humans coming together and you can't stop coordination tools. I mean, time, you know, we talk about this even with our own company, like time itself, like me being able to schedule with you right now when you're in London and I'm in Denver, like that's a coordination tool. Could you have said that time isn't going to exist? Global time? Someone I'm sure at one point said, we don't need this. Why do we need global time? You have to imagine a world where we're all going to be talking together. Can Could someone at the beginning of the concept of global time have imagined that you and I were going to be able to have this interview together over Zoom and where we get to see each other's faces and connect like this? No, but you have to be a little bit of a dreamer. And for me, the thesis is people can't be stopped. We want to be together. And that's just from my own personal experience, which is I love to be with people. But I do believe people uh, want to be together and the ways in which people come together will survive. Um, and again, I have the benefit of seeing the internet being popular, the internet being called all scam, the internet being called dead. If you can even imagine that, look at all the beautiful things that have come out of that and all the horrible things that have come out of that. Um, it's gonna come, it's kind of like the metaverse, web three, you know, all of these things they go and come back in cycles, I guess. And it all makes sense. Like we are going to be living this, like when people tell me, you know, because of all the regulatory um, uncertainty and like all governments are going to kill crypto, this is not going to work. Um, but then I think like, it is quite obvious that we are going to be living in a digital world increasingly. And if we are living in the digital world, we need digital ownership. Simple as that. And as far as like living in a digital world, yes, it's not. I mean, we ha we have a fully distributed team. Our company is fully distributed. We don't have an office. I'm in my bedroom right now. And it's like, 
think about that in terms of a digital world. We're already there. You know, we meet on Zoom, we have Slack channels, we have our Discord server, like we're all communicating already in a digital way. That's not gonna go away. And so cryptocurrency and shared digital assets and being able to prove ownership yourself in terms of validate, validating who you are, um, of course, that's not gonna go away. How can it? We're already halfway there. Um, but I understand how hard it is. I'm right there with you. There aren't, I'm not optimistic every day. You know, like I have hard times. I have plenty of hard times being a founder, um, having employees, like getting through a bear market where sentiments are so low and everyone's so sad and um, people have snarky attitudes and um, trying to remain optimistic and positive. Like it's, it's a challenge and it's definitely a burden that founders carry. Um, and I will say, there's still a way to be optimistic and be excited about the future while still not feeling that unrealistic pressure to always put on a happy face and to not feel like you can share your challenges. So I definitely want to normalize that because um, that's just better for all of us. A hundred percent. Let's talk a little bit about Collabland. So, um, so tell me the story uh, of Collabland where where it began, where it is now, and where it's going. So I spoke a little bit about how we started, which was this uh, contract wallet. Well, it wasn't getting any traction at all, no phone calls, no investor interest. Maybe I think we were able to secure, um, now that I think about it, like $20,000 from one integration over three years. So, you know, that's definitely not sustainable money. And it was um, pretty horrible. So in January of 2020, we pivoted to uh, no code tooling. So it's like we gave this a try. You know, we had an abridged SDK. We had, um, you know, we had built everything up, bootstrapped ourselves, put our own money into it over those years. You know, like I said, no investment. Um, my husband and I, and so put all of our money into keeping that going. And then in January of 2020, um, pivoted to no code tooling. So my husband, my co-founder, my husband uh, is a developer and he's like, okay, why don't we build this no code tooling? That way, if we cannot get users into crypto, because there isn't much to do, if you're not a trader, if you're not high, highly financialized, if you're not a speculator, like this doesn't feel very, and it's very risky, right? Like it's not really open to everybody. There aren't really a lot of use cases here other than financial use cases. And so that's really the stumbling block in terms of even telling people like, come use our wallet or come use, come use our contract wallet. It's like, why? Like if they're not interested in these pump and dump tokens, like there isn't, what are you going to do with it? And so we're like, okay, why don't we build this no code tooling and invite developers who are not familiar with crypto to easily build apps. And if they easily build apps, it's kind of like, we'll, we're giving things, things for people to do. And then we'll get more people that are going to show interest in crypto. Like, something has to come first, right? Chicken or the egg. So it's like, for us, it's like, okay, let's just try to attract developers. That's the job now. That's what we're pivoting to. And so that was our no code tooling. And um, 
And then from that no code tooling, we were like, okay, we need to show some reference implementations. We need to show some examples of how to use that no code tooling. So we were creating little experiments. Uh, one was called voting is the new like, which is like getting people to vote in DAOs and making it as simple as liking something. We're like, we just have to use this kind of web two language to try to get people into web three. Um, so that was one of them. We had like a timer. We had, you know, lots of different types of things that we were just kind of trying out and saying, hey, look, we did this, you you could do something like this as well, use our no-code tooling. So it was all like advertising for our no-code tooling. Um, and then Collabland was one of those experiments. And so Collabland wasn't like a pre-planned out, we're gonna invent token gating and it's gonna be amazing and this is gonna be it and this is our business. It was like, oh, we created this thing called Collabland for a, um, Hackathon, Hack Money 2020, uh, for a hackathon. It was just a little project using our no-code tooling. And then DAOs that we were in, uh, my co-founder, James, he's been in this a lot longer than I have, but he it wrote the white paper for Moloch DAO. And so it's been like, and which was one of the first um, DAO frameworks. And so he was like, oh yeah, let's use this for DAOs. That would be the first use case for Collabland, which is if you have a DAO share, then you can join a group that has other DAO members. And prior to this, it was meeting in person. Like there wasn't a need for something like Collabland because everybody was meeting in person. Crypto was a pretty small, or the Ethereum community was pretty small. And so you just went to conferences every month and you got to meet all the right people and you just set up calls and it was there, it was very permissioned in that way, where it was based on like real life relationships. But now we're in COVID, it's 2020 spring, like everything shut down. Like, how, how do you get people together? Oh, aha, what about something like this, which is you can see what shares people have on chain, and then you can invite them into a group. And then if they sell that share, then they get kicked out of the group. So you know, when you're talking about proposals, you're talking about DAO, other governance issues, other work that you have to do. Like, you know that everybody that's in that community at that time holds the same asset, has the same you know skin in the game. So that was the initial use case for Collabland. Um, but even then, it was just solving our own problem. We actually had a DAO at that time called the Collab 19 DAO, which was like getting grants and then distributing funds and trying to like uh, get people to support other people who were having a lot of trouble with COVID and getting through that hard time. So it was a use case for us, but this wasn't what has happened. Like the fact that token gating is just expected and that everybody knows what it is and that it's a common part you know when you buy a token then you look for a place to go uh like to have a membership like that was completely uh unexpected and delightful like whenever you create something and then it gets usage and you have the opportunity to like influence the way communities form for the very first time we have communities forming relationships starting um based on a shared asset like the culture that's grown out of it it's all just been um tremendously gratifying and wonderful. So that's Collabland. It wasn't like a premeditated, I'm going to make this and it's going to be so popular and everyone's going to use it. It was, let's create another little toy using our no code platform to show and inspire developers like you can make your own stuff now too. So really the lesson from that is don't be so prescriptive and be malleable. And, you know, like you were saying about transitioning, it's like, be flexible, um, don't be so prescriptive, um, be willing to like 
indulge your creativity, um, solve problems for yourself. Like you're probably not the only one that has it. Um, and so like, if you solve a problem for yourself, then maybe there's an opportunity there to like get some uh, product market fit at that point. Like maybe other people are having that problem, but you know, I don't know. I mean, this is my first time going through all of this as well. Like, like I said, it's not like we had success out of the gate. It was, um, you know, going through this and learning and kind of accepting it and not really knowing what's happening. Um, you know, even going through the, the bull market, it was like, really interesting because it's like number one you don't enjoy it as much because you're fully aware that a bear market could happen at any moment and you know how dark and cold and lonely that time is uh so then when it something good happens like when you're starving and a big meal comes you're like i'm just gonna be starving again after i eat this big meal so what am i gonna do here <laughs> like do i eat it slowly yeah you eat it slowly right you eat that meal just you try to make it last as long as you can put it in the freezer <laughs> yeah and put it in the freezer right well exactly put it in the freezer um but you can't really you know it's finite like you know it's not there aren't meals that are just going to keep coming keep coming and i don't know after you've starved if you can ever go back to that feeling of uh freedom um, and that kind of just, of course, it's all, the good things will always come. But and I don't mean that to sound so negative, but I will say um, good things will come. Like now I realize after going from bear to bull to bear, it's like you have to just accept it all as part of growth. Like this is all part of the process, um, just like life, right? Like you have good times and you have bad times and you have to count on that. You're always going to have bad times. Bad times are always, always going to come and good times are always going to come. So in the same way, this is part of that same experience. We don't get a, a pass or a break from being in crypto. We it's just a part of existence, I guess. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. You, you speak so beautifully and yeah, it's just so, so true as well. So um, Collabland uh, then became the cornerstone of talking gating within well there's nobody around like you know like yeah. i said we it took a while for people to even notice that there's this thing called token gating uh you know it's not like we were out convincing people well i will tell you really quickly so it was DAOs that started using us and then all these investment communities started popping up because the 2017 ico boom you know that i mentioned earlier people were still holding a lot of tokens from that, right? Because there was then there was no liquidity, the bottom fell out, people are still holding tokens. And so now these tokens, project owners of these tokens started saying, Oh, join our whale community. So it's like now if you have tokens from that first bull market, then come and now there's utility for those tokens, because now you get to join this whale community with all the other believers, all the other hodlers. And now let's do some deal flow. Let's start like preparing for the next bull cycle. So it really gave a use to these tokens that were just kind of hanging around in people's wallets and they couldn't do anything with them. So then it was um, investment groups that started using us. That was like the second use case for Collabland. Again, not NFTs. And then uh, social tokens. So like, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Mazmej. He does uh, Showtime.xyz. Uh, he was the first uh, social token. He had a token called Alex token. And so we thought, oh, maybe this is going to be the way creatives get into the space. He wasn't creative. He's an engineer. Um, but also, a you know, a founder and, and is a creative person. But I mean, like he he wasn't a creative first. I, we thought, well, maybe 
this might be a way that creatives come into the space, singers, artists, whatever, uh, actors. Uh, we did a project with Post Malone very, very early. We're like, okay, maybe this is it, social tokens. Um, and again, it wasn't, but that was kind of what we thought may be the way that we get like mass onboarding. Because you as a creative, you SOMI could have a SOMI token and then you can have people support you and you can have, you know, give them back rewards in different ways and give them access to you and get help for your own life as well and have a group of people that are your advocates and your supporters who are out there speaking about you and feel that direct connection to you. So, you know, it was a good possibility. Social tokens had, and who knows, maybe they're still gonna come back. Like I'm not saying they won't come back. There might still be a future for social tokens. Um, I just don't know. But that was the initial idea that maybe it'll be social tokens. And then after that, um, NFT communities in April of 2021, uh, Board Ape was the first community, first um, NFT community to use us. And after I saw that, I was like, oh crap, I need to be reaching out to every new NFT community I see and tell them to use Collabland because they just sold a bunch of tokens and now like let those people get into a group together. And so then I was on, from my Collabland Twitter account, DMing, which I would never do now, but DMing every single new community that I saw on Twitter and just being like, hey, do you wanna try this? Um, it's called token gating. And you can get everyone that just bought your NFT into a server together. So are you interested in doing that? And then it took some convincing initially, and we actually had to do some custom work for a bunch of big projects uh, to get them to even try Collabland. But about like six, four, six, eight weeks, I don't know, it's always hard for me to know exactly the time, but it was pretty quickly, but not so quickly. Um, every community I reached out to said, we're already using Collabland. And I was like, oh my God, like this is incredible. And then the concept of a crypto community, we just started seeing it everywhere. We're like, what like everyone's talking about crypto community like this is amazing like this wasn't a thing in the last um bear market and this is us like you know being able to have our little thumbprint on the history of crypto you know which we believe in so passionately um and it was just a surprise and so like it's just been a really beautiful thing. Um, that doesn't mean it's not hard now, it is so hard now. But initially it was just, look, this little thing we built that we had no expectations for has hit a nerve. And now for me personally, I will say like, being able to be on the ground floor of a new type of human relationship, like it's humbling. So- um, It's so you know. fascinating. You know, last, last night I was at a, dinner with a group of lawyers and uh, we were talking about this concept of community and I was explaining to them that you know that I, what I'm building is all based on the concept of community and the fact that in the future basically I think that it's all going to be everything is going to be about community it's kind of like early days of the internet with the forums but now we have the right tooling for it um, and then they were asking me so what is the difference between you know, like me having a community on, say, following on Instagram or YouTube. And I was like, that's not a community. That's an audience, right? And you need to differentiate between the two. And I was explaining about this concept of community with NFTs, with with, with crypto. But, but I feel like now, um, Anjali, that we are in a place where we need to find, you know how you said you were trying to create custom tooling? So 
my journey where I am now is very similar to where you were in in the time where you were tell, uh, reaching out to these communities and telling them come and use uh, our platform our you know tool same exactly i'm that's where i am i'm going to communities and telling them hey we built this thing it's a much better way of managing your content and you know your and what that means is that when somebody new comes into your um into your ecosystem they know exactly who you are, what you do, what, you know, it's like a representation of who you are. But also one of the things we are building on our platform is an ability for communities to collaborate. So you can token gate for multiple communities. So you can token gate for your community, but also for other communities. And you can invite them by doing that. And we are building integration now with Discord. We are uh, releasing a Discord jump bot um, next week so that people can uh, designate a Discord role, and then they can jump into our platform directly from their Discord. So, for example, that's a, an example of our, um, you know, uh, doing that kind of um, custom work for G Money, for example, because he wanted it that way, right? So, so now we've built that. Other communities can use it as well. So it's a, it's a difficult. Um, place but also i'm really enjoying building these new tools because i'm like i'm figuring out what people want so there is that that idea of you know finding that product market fit but on the other hand um i i'm just concerned that um like i said earlier that that web3 communities are not creating as much content uh, at this moment so then i have to also expand to web3 adjacent communities like ai and gaming so now it means that I have to build new tooling, you know, and and new uh, things to to uh, to. Uh, and the reason why we are going for these Web three adjacent communities is because we see them as being the next Web three adopters, you know. So when when because for example, I went to VCon and um, I I spoke to a number of uh, of YouTubers that were there, like really big YouTubers like Stephen Bartlett and you know. Uh, a bunch of other ones. And one of the questions I asked them was that, are you planning to come into Web3? And they said that they were planning, like say last year, but but then they decided not to because of all the uh, you know uh, things that have happened in the space. So I know that they will come back, you know, like they're they're primed for um, primed for uh, you know dropping a token and building a community. So and and I want to be in a position where we are the the primary platform because right now there isn't anything else like us we've built it it's like this beautiful layout that you can have all your content there so so it's already there now it's a question of you know finding enough communities that are creating enough content that uh, are going to be able to use it i mean what you're saying is absolutely true you know even i was talking to some people earlier this week and they're like a lot of these podcasts that have existed like they're shutting down. Even I think Decrypt is ending their podcast or already did. And so it's like major publications that you were thinking that were create even at that level, content creators are, um, you know, bringing it in tighter and they're letting people go and their teams are shrinking down. And so how do you do it? The, the financial uh, restraints are real. And so in order to be a content creator or even having someone on your team that can create content, especially like for these NFT communities, like how, how do you incentivize people? The number isn't always going up. And so it is very real. And it goes back to what I said before is I just, we need to survive. Like you kind of just have to make every single hard decision. Like, yeah, doing all the custom integrations is amazing, but it's like, 
That's actual money that you're spending and actual time that you're spending and resources that you're burning. And everybody wants everything for free right now. That is another thing. It's like nobody has money. And so everybody wants everything for free. And you're just like, free for you means I still have to pay. Like I'm paying one way or the other, right? And it's it's challenging. So me, I will say it is, it is it, you need a really strong stomach to get through this time. Um, but this is how we test ourselves. So I will say for you, you're getting stronger. You yourself is, are getting stronger through this experience. And you just got to show up every single day. And you just got to give it your best every single day because this time will end. And you're going to have this experience to take you into the rest of your life. So I know it's so hard. Trust me, I feel it too. But that's what I tell myself is like, it's easy to think you're amazing and you can handle anything when you don't have challenges. But when you have challenges, and now this is a whole different new type of challenge for you and for me, um, because now I'm coming from a bull market. So I, before I didn't have a bull market to think of, but it's like, uh, yeah, just having to get through it. You know, I have a deep conviction in this space and that carries me uh, through this. And I hope it does for you too. So we just got to survive. Yeah, yeah I, 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 not, just, uh, not just a deep conviction, but also a deep interest. I think like this is the one space where we have a chance to circumvent, um, you know, the impact of um, big, uh, you know, uh, governments and large corporations. This is the one place where we can actually have a voice outside of that and, and actually build a new economy. And it's uh, if people understand how p- powerful it is, you know, people will get behind it. It's like yes. even, even with AI, I'm not as excited about AI yeah. in a similar in a sense in a similar way. It's not that I'm not excited about the technology. I'm super excited about the technology, but I don't own the technology. That you know, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be you know a slave to whoever creates that technology. Whereas with with crypto with Web three there is an opportunity for us. Like you can actually have a stake and that is important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what you have to hold on to. And the inevitability of that um, and knowing that every time we go through a bull market, we get more people here. Yes. And they stay. And now we are bigger together. And when we come around again, we'll get even more people. So that momentum is going to continue to grow um, and just having to get through it. And I know it's so hard right now. I don't, all I can say is one day at a time and you've overcome so much already and have had challenges and probably still do just like all of us. And so you are strong enough to get through this and I am strong enough to get through this. And we're going to talk about it and we're going to, you know, both of us want more women in the space. And this is part of it, you know, being able to talk together about this stuff. And maybe there are women listening that are going to be learning from this and at least getting a fuller picture of what we're trying to do. A hundred percent. Well, beautifully said. Thank you so much, Anjali. It's been really great. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Anjali Young of Collabland. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show.